Workaholics, good afternoon and happy game day. I've only waited seven months and three weeks to say that to you all. Happy for many reasons today, all right? No other way that we're going to start this fourth season of the Touchdown Report without having a little Any Given Sunday, although it is Thursday. Many reasons to be happy today. I am back with you all. I missed you all. I hope you all miss me in the month absence, but let me tell you... Trip of a lifetime, got to see the greatest band that ever lived in every single stop of this tour thus far, and we'll talk more about that on Saturday's episode. I need like 10 episodes to recap you guys on what had happened to me in the month of August. It was amazing, and I could never have expected this to happen to me, and it was just incredible. I'm going to leave it at that. But more importantly here, all right, big shout out to the Eastern A's champions, as I left you guys on a cliffhanger of what was going to happen, like, what happened to the Eastern A's? Well, they found some perseverance, and that's what it's going to take to become champions, especially in the National Football League, and especially on that baseball level as well. As they grow and the competition grows, so did the team. Faced a couple of challenges within the game itself, and that is absolutely amazing that in uh, seven innings turned into nine on the extras, and they found a way to win it in walk-off fashion, and congrats to them. The reason I bring that up, too, is not only the cliffhanger, but today, as we all know, game day, happy game day on Thursday, right? Opening day, I got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs getting their fucking Super Bowl rings, and they didn't deserve it, and we're not gonna, just going to leave it at that. They didn't deserve the fucking rings, right? They're going to be hosting the Detroit Lions, and this is going to be a good game tonight. But uh, before that, the unofficials ending of baseball season. Let's give it up. Had a good run baseball. Sure did. Uh, on the wagering purposes, I, I somehow, I had a, a plan of what I was going to do walking in with baseball season and it worked out well. Um, I usually shut myself down uh, probably right around June and this year was uh, cool that I did not have to do that and whatnot because of the fact that um, paying attention and a lot of factors factor into what you're doing, and when you're doing something, if I'm not gonna, if you're not gonna do it 100%, why bother giving the effort? And that includes any type of wagering because it's a job. Uh, we had a lot of cool things happen in my absence, um, including the Women's World Cup, which the United States was a complete shocker and bust, being eliminated in round one, and we'll talk more about that on Saturday as well. I'm uh, going to try my absolute hardest to keep the entertainment going, because along the path of, of this um, crazy, crazy adventure, I, I've met a lot of cool people and a lot of great guests that are going to come on the show, and uh, it, it, it has just been, let me tell you, it has been... A crazy month of August. It's been taking me quite some time <laughs> to recover back. And uh, it just, you know, I, I don't know if I could ever top something like that again in my lifetime. It was magical. I'm just going to leave it at that. It was fucking magical. So, uh, moves that happened in the meantime, too, and most recently, the New York Jets decided that they're going to be contenders here. All right. They went out and they, they picked up uh, Dalvin Cook, who was released by the Minnesota Vikings, which I, for the life of me, can't understand what that was about. <laughs> but uh, maybe just his. His unhappiness or whatnot. So I mean, listen, you had you you had your threats. You know, you you had it with uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, Dalvin Cook on the ground. Now, now, what do you do on that one? So I don't really particularly know. Um, you know where the Vikings are going with this. All right, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know that that division is going to be a battle for the upcoming years. And I just want I just want to hang on one second, Decaholics. I just I saw this thing here and it distracted me because you know I'm in 
Nay's office recording the show. And by the way, uh, uh, shout out to Nay. I hope she feels better. Uh, she'll be with us next week. She's under the weather today. So uh, just going to breeze through the uh, games that are coming up this week. And college football is in full throttle as well. And a lot of upsets last week, um, including the Horn Frogs and Clemson going down. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting college football season, to say the least. But uh, nevertheless, um, New York Islanders Dog Bowl was sitting here and I, and I know my dog's never drinking out of that so I'm just I'm just really really shocked that they left that out like that so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the right thing here all right I'm gonna go and I have a friend who is not so much a friend he's an annoying neighbor and uh, I had I'm, I'm gonna give him that Islanders bowl for his dog because that's is like yeah I, I I would say normally to throw it out but when it comes to like dog stuff like I, I always like to try to donate and give back and whatnot so speaking of donations all right I have to do this once a uh, semester and quarter here there is a donate button at the bottom of this episode if you feel that you need to donate to the Deacon and Co show by all means go for it but it's not necessary because your listens mean more to me than the donations that anybody could provide, seeing that I'm already getting paid to do this. So just saying whatever, just leaving it at that, obligated to do that as well. Let's pause before we get into the games for station identification. You are now listening to the smooth sounds of the puppet master himself, Deacon. And we are kicking it off tonight with the Kansas City Chiefs getting their Super Bowl rings again, non-deserved. Four and a half point favorites at home versus Detroit Lions. Over 53 for the game on this one. Well, <laughs> listen, I don't know where you go on this over with that. I know both of these teams could score. And I took Detroit many, many games last year, as you guys know, covering point spreads, scoring points. And they went on a fucking tear. All right. They won eight, nine games at the end of the last season. Um, and, and listen, you know, they were the reason why they knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. And I guess maybe that was the final straw of why Aaron Rodgers went to the New York Jets. Listen, it doesn't matter who. Aaron Rodgers plays for. It doesn't matter who the Jets running back is, okay? And we'll get into the Jets in just a little bit. But the Jets are not doing anything this year, all right? And, and last year, you know, we turn around and, and we, we, you always make, we always make this uh, little joke, Nay and I, when we come on here and we go with the over and under for the Jet games. I mean, we could do that with every fucking team and bore the shit out of everybody. But in real realistic uh, aspect of the NFL right now, there are only five or six teams that are dominant that'll win more than 11 or 12 games. Okay, I can tell you that right now. Everybody else is pretty much basically... Um, about the same level or mediocre or whatnot. You got two divisions in football that are really just fucking terrible. So we'll see what happens, you know, in the aspects of that. Um, so tonight, Kansas City should win this game at home. They'll be extra cranked up um, by five. Uh, yeah, they will cover a spread tonight. If not, listen, take a tease. Um, I think if you took a tease, whether it be a two-team tease or you find a way to tease in another game for the weekend, which I don't ever recommend you guys doing. Another thing that I wanted to bring up before I finish the rest of that statement is, is just so you guys know, this is all for entertainment purposes, okay? I got to make sure that everybody knows that. Don't go ahead and then listen to every single aspect of what I'm saying to you. I'm steering you in what I think is going to happen, okay? Just so nobody goes and sues the Deacon and Co. show when they put a hundred grand on to Kansas City tonight and they fucking lose. So I'm just throwing it out there here. As much as I want to help everybody else make money the way I do uh, when football season is here, then if you want to get direct with me, you guys know how to reach me. There are other people that do they speak to and that I give the bets and stuff to as well. So just throwing it out there, this is only for entertainment 
purposes only. All right. Uh, next game's up. We got the 1 o'clock games on Sunday. The Carolina Panthers traveling to the Atlanta Falcons. Well, Carolina on this one, three point three and a half point dogs on the road. Well, they should be because Atlanta's home and it's week one. 39 and a half for the over on this game. Well, I, listen, it all depends, man. Sometimes these teams score. But in a division battle like this, I can't see them not putting up three touchdowns each versus each other. Uh, Atlanta uh, comes in here, losing some players, gaining some players in the offseason. It's a rebuilding process for the Atlanta Falcons. Carolina picks up Miles Sanders from the Eagles. Um, it's you know now they have a little bit of rebuild themselves by getting rid of their high caliber players, including Christian McCaffrey, to free up some of that room. And you're going to see what's going to happen over the course of the next couple of years for the Carolina Panthers. Again, they play. This is the worst division in football for this team. I don't even know who would win this fucking division. And and re- realistically, the the Saints should find a way to win this division. Um, may, maybe the Panthers will find a way to get this one out. I believe uh, that Andy Dalton is going to be uh, quarterbacking with them. So uh, let's so let's see what happens with this division. But I, I really, Decaholics, I really don't expect much out of this division. On one o'clock, the Baltimore Ravens are hosting the Houston Texans. Minus nine and a half at home for the Ravens. Forty-three and a half for the game. I think the Ravens are going to win this game, but ten points is a lot. I know the Texans are struggling and um, have been in a rebuilding process for X amount of years, and not knowing who their quarterback is and whatnot. But I tease this down and, and make sure that you have Baltimore at like four, three and a half, like that. Baltimore is going to win this game at home. Healthy Lamar Jackson. They're going to show that they are AFC contenders here. Uh, Cincinnati traveling to Cleveland. Old Browns, new Browns. There you go, right? Uh, well, <laughs> no. Paul Brown Stadium. Sorry. Yeah. Um, minus two and a half on the road for the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, 48 and a half for the game. Well, listen. This could be a high-scoring game. All right. This could be... Um, <sighs> This this could be another situation like Baltimore here, like you know, with the the old Browns, new Browns situation there, Ravens and and the Browns. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen on opening day for these teams, and that's why opening day is a really dangerous situation. All right, so although Baltimore is not playing in there in a division game here like this, Cincinnati is expected to win the division. Cincinnati is expected to be a Super Bowl contender. Okay. But the Cleveland Browns are a division rival that gives them problems all the time. This is a home opener here. I think that the Browns are going to find a way to upset the Bengals at home uh, on this game. I know it might sound crazy on this one, and I, despite what the record showed last year of how great it was at this, I just have this this feeling of whatnot. Because the Bengals are a team that gets off to a slow start, and the same thing with Kansas City. They get start off slow, and finding a way just to get by the first couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden, bam, they're in your fucking face, and they're off to the races and expected to make deep playoffs runs. Uh, Indianapolis is hosting Jacksonville uh, 45 and a half for this game and uh, also uh, the Jags are favored on the road. So you got back-to-back division rival games here as you can see where the road team is favored in both of these games. Now, Indianapolis is shit, alright, but they're at home. You gotta give them some type of respect. I like the Jags to win this game um, maybe by three, four. I just don't know. Six points is kind of a lot in a division game like this. So uh, I do expect the Jaguars to win that one though. 45 and a half, I I think that's an easy over, um, but again, if you're teasing things down, you're safe on all these aspects of things. Um, Tampa Bay traveling to Minnesota. The Vikings are five and a half point favorites at home on opening day in Minnesota, and, and the over is 45 for this game. Minnesota, despite losing Dalvin Cook, should find a way to beat Tampa Bay by at least a touchdown or more. The 
Tennessee Titans are traveling to the New Orleans Saints. Minus three at home for the Saints. Over 41 for the game itself. Um, this is going to be a low-scoring affair. I don't think 41 is going to get hit. I think the over, uh, the under is definitely happening. And uh, New Orleans at home should find a way to win this game. The defense is pretty stellar, so um, it's going to be it's going to be good. Let's see what the Titans are going to come out with. They're getting no respect uh, already off the bat. Let's see what happens. That's going to be a good game to watch. San Francisco 49ers open their season uh, as two and a half point favorites on the road in Pittsburgh. Uh, no longer Heinz Field. It is weird to not say Heinz Field or Three River Stadium, um, you know, or some of these other name stadiums that happened out there like Giant Stadium. Even though it's MetLife Stadium in the Meadowlands, it's still it's always been Giant Stadium. You know, it's just it sucks. Like so, so to not have this and now to have a. Uh, the funny thing about this is to have a fucking insurance company, or um, I believe that is uh, the sponsor of the new stadium, that they don't even have one in the state of Pennsylvania. So, like, what the fuck is the sponsor? <laughs> it just, never mind. Anyway, so um, Nick Bosa getting a contract um, a couple days prior, or I believe it was yesterday, announced that he's got the biggest contract as a defensive lineman in NFL history. Good. He's going to need to show what he's got, uh, getting paid for. And I, I think that when you, you're paying somebody like this defensive lineman, all right, you got to give more of the incentives or whatnot instead of everything that guarantees. But this kid is legit. Uh, obviously, uh, very familiar with the family. His brother plays on the Chargers. Uh, so, definitely, he Nick Bosa is definitely the better of the two. If Joey Bosa were to stay healthy more, and he's had a lot of injuries over especially in the last couple of years, then there would be a, a debate for that. But there's no question here. Uh, 49ers, two-point favorites on the road. Pittsburgh's a tough team at home, I'll tell you that. Uh, but the Niners are the better team, and they'll win that game. Uh, Arizona Cardinals traveling to the Washington Skins. Uh, the Skins are favored by seven at home, 38 for the game. I don't know what's going to happen on this one. Um, this one's tough. Skins, uh, halfway decent team, I, I guess. Uh, I I don't know where they're going to... They're, they're not doing anything in the division, uh, but I don't think the Cardinals are either in their division. So uh, with that being said, uh, I, I think the Skins are going to pull this one off at home. I uh, wouldn't, wouldn't say maybe as much as by seven, uh, depending. I mean, this is opening day, so a lot of crazy things happen here, okay? Then it's going to bring us all to the 425 games. And the L.A. Chargers, or the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, um, minus three at home, hosting the Dolphins. A couple injuries on the offensive line for the Finns this week, over 51 for the game. Well... Yeah, Chargers are going to win this game. Um, Fifty-one. I, I really, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's going to, uh, that's going to happen. I, I mean, I would like to say it happens if you tease it down and you do a spe three-team special where you're getting ten points off of this. I still don't even know if they're going to score forty-one, but I do know the Chargers are going to win that game. Um, Philly traveling their home or their home, their road opener four twenty-five in New England. Eagles favored by four. 45 for the game. Um, yeah, I think both of those happen. I think the Eagles will find a way to, to get this done. Um, and big shout-outs to our buddy Brandon Metallicast. Got to um, finally meet him and at the uh, Jersey Show. And, man, it was such a great time. Such a, you know, again, we'll talk about this on Saturday. But good luck to you, buddy. Um, Chargers are heading your way in December. So I'd like to turn around and take two from the Patriots this year. Not to rub it in or anything. Just to feel good about myself of not losing in New England. Uh, in my in my existence of being a Charger fan, I don't believe that the Chargers have uh, defeat New England. <laughs> uh, it's really been that bad. I know Phillip Rivers didn't, and I, I know that Herbie's 0-2 thus far. So uh, hopefully things will change there on that aspect. Uh, but Eagles in the over, definitely. Uh, Cara, uh, well, we're going back that one, sorry. The uh, 
I was going to say Carolina, but we already went to that one. Uh, Green Bay Packers are traveling to the Chicago Bears here, and the Bears are minus one at home, over 42 for the game. Uh, well, I think they're going to score because the Bears are a high-scoring team. You're going to see what Jordan Love is all about and the Packers are the quarterback. And these are the two teams that I really feel like belong, um, you know, for the, to fight for the division. Uh, it, the division is very weak right now. It's not a very good division at all, and this is once the most powerful division in football. So now the times have changed, as you can see, over the years, and uh, I just, um, like the NFC South, um, it, it's, it's really not a good division. And, and to be honest with you, I, I don't think the AFC South is really either anymore. I think that the Jaguars kind of control that division, and then just it is what it is from there. But... Um, yeah, so who do I like in this one? Chicago is at home. Uh, usually they swap wins on the road, like, you know, um, uh, usually. Uh, but last year was a little different. So I'm, I'm going to follow the pattern of, of what's going on in this series. I, I don't know if Jordan Love uh, is going to, how he's going to come out on week one. But Fields should find a way to win this game for the Bears. And, and listen, I, you know how you guys all know how much I hate the fucking Bears. All right? And it's not so much the team or so. It's just every time that I put money on them, or every time I come on air and I say something about the Bears on how, all right, the Bears are going to do this, the Bears are just shit. They really are. And this whole division is shit. But the shit, some shit has to be, I guess, capital shit. So let's see which one of these is the king shit, okay, on this one. But I like the Bears to win this one. The Denver Broncos are hosting the Vegas Raiders of Oakland and the Broncos' home opener. No respect for the Raiders. Three and a half at home for the Broncos. Over 44 for the game. Well, yeah, over 44 I think is going to happen. Um, and, and I think the Raiders are going to find a way to pull this off on the road. The Broncos are fucking terrible. I, I mean, listen... <laughs> The Broncos had a chance last year, and that's why I was really puzzled by the fact of how Russell Wilson wanted to go to the Denver Broncos. So, like, listen, your offensive line is terrible. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Why do you want to go somewhere where you're going to be on your ass three quarters of the time? Your offensive line is fucking terrible. Vegas wins this game. L.A. Rams traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. Minus five and a half at home for the Seahawks. Over 46 for the game. This is going to be a good game. I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. Um, I think it's going to hit the over, but I don't think the Seahawks are winning by six. I think this is going to be like a three-point game or maybe even a one-point game for the Seahawks to pull off at home versus the Rams. Bringing us down into our nightcap. 8-20. Waiting all day for Sunday night. Well, not me, because I probably won't watch this fucking game. The Dallas Cowgirls, I mean Cowboys, and boy, boy do I got a fucking story about those scumbags. The hatred for them has gone even up. So being that now I can share this story that's a related football story, I'll share it now rather than it'll cut some time off for Saturday's episode there for y'all, okay? So, first stop, Jersey, was on the field where the Jets and the Giants play. Second stop, we were in Montreal where the Olympics were were held. That was just iconic. The, the fans were just fucking crazy. So the third stop on the tour is in Arlington, Texas, in AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys turn around and play. So the weather there, Decoholics, was really bad. It was 120 degrees, absolutely bananas. It was just too hot, okay? So I turned around, and every portion of this show, what you would have to do is I had an ID tag, which... 
I'll get to that story on Saturday as well. Uh, and I'd have to go check in and grab a ticket on a separate line for find this tent. So I'd have to park somewhere around the tent to try not to walk that much in 120 degree weather. So every aspect of where I was trying to go, of every person, they looked down and saw the Eagles tattoo on my leg. All the people in Dallas kept directing me in the opposite direction on purpose. I finally had to walk up to a Texas Ranger and ask him to get me across. And he brought me to a manager who walked me across so I can get my ticket. Those fucking bags of shit saw that. And then one guy was like, yeah, I can't let you in here with that thing on your leg. And I'm like, bro, fuck you. I was like, you really think you guys are going to win a division this year? Sorry. So, yeah, there now is a new hatred for the Dallas Cowboys from me and their fucking fans. All right. And the crazy thing about that scenario was, was that uh, that was on the first day that we were there. So it was 120 degrees that we were first day that we were away on the actual adventure itself. Uh, the other two places that we drove to, uh, Montreal and uh, Jersey, obviously. So I developed, and because of the heat, I had protection on, same shoes I wear most of the time when I go to shows. And I had these huge blisters on the back of my ankles that prevented me from wearing shoes for the rest of the trip. So and it was it was pretty hot. It was pretty bad. And um, those guys were fucking with me really, really hardcore. Um, so for all the Dallas Cowboy fans out there, here's for you. Go fuck yourselves, okay? And normally it was to be the other end of this team that gets it, the New York Giants here. Uh, Cowboys are three and a half favorites in Giant or MetLife Stadium, rather. See, I was going to say Giant Stadium. Uh, 46 and a half of the game. I think they're going to go over, all right? And, and listen, you want to make a statement here for the Giants? You want to prove that your contenders win this fucking game, all right? Uh, three and a half on the road for the Cowboys is a lot. I think they'll find a way to win this game by three. Dallas has a lot to prove this year. Big move made, and while I'm in my absence, what happened in regarding with the Dallas Cowboys, they made a trade for Trey Lance, quarterback from the San Francisco 49ers. Why would you do that if, if Dak Prescott is your franchise quarterback? So there is definitely a lot of pressure in Dallas to win. It's been a very long time since Dallas has won the Super Bowl. And, um, yeah, really, honestly, like, just, you know, won a playoff game, got that under your belt, okay, for last year. I don't expect Dallas to win a division this year. I don't expect Dallas to make it out of the first round. Maybe as a wild card they'll get in, but I mean you're looking at a team right that uh, the Giants now on, on an emotional uh, roller coaster of what went down from last year. I mean it was the worst game that they played. It went zero and three versus the Eagles in the regular season uh, over, over the whole course of the season. Zero and two in the regular season, one in the postseason. So yeah, there's a lot to prove in this division for the New York Giants, and this is a big game. Uh, I think it's going to be very close, like I said. I wouldn't be surprised if I was next uh, next week reporting to you that the Giants pulled the upset here, but Dallas will not cover a four-point spread here, I don't think. Bringing us down into Monday night, September 11th, and we never, ever, ever forget fallen but never forgotten September 11th. Thank you for everybody who was involved in that, who risked their lives or whatnot to save the victims at Ground Zero. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you guys every single day. Buffalo Bills... Traveling to the New York Jets, two and a half point favorites on the road for the Bills on the Monday night opener for the home opener for the Jets at MetLife Stadium. 46 and a half for the over on this game. Well, I'm going to tell you that these guys, when they play each other, they turn around and they score some points. So, um,. I expect them to score 47 points, whether it be a 45 to 3 game for the Bills or whether it be a 28 uh, 21 game. 
I expect points to be scored. Um, the Buffalo Bills are not losing this game to the New York Jets. It's just not happening. The Jets will find a way to win a game in Buffalo. That's how it works with these two. Uh, but the, the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game. Now, early predictions for the Super Bowl, right? Uh, you know, I go going through the, the handful of things that happened here, and you know, of of the events that happened in the most recent events. All right, I I can t- I can tell you that I'm confident in saying that the Eagles will get back to the Super Bowl this year. Um, the other team, I don't know. I mean, there's so there's so many you know uh, possible contenders there in in the AFC. You never know; anybody can get in there. Um, Chargers have a lot to prove this year. They sure do. Got to win a playoff game. Got to get that under his belt. Got to just got to get moving. That's that's what we got to do. Giving Herbie the biggest quarterback contract in NFL history while I was away as well. Um, yeah. Uh, look, you know he deserves it, but now. The NFL is telling you that the Chargers within the next five years are going to see the Super Bowl. Whether they're going to win one or not, I can't tell you that. I mean, it would be wonderful if they won one. But Eagles will get back there this year. And I don't want to say this, but they'll probably play Kansas City again. And if they don't play Kansas City, I think maybe they'll play the Bengals. Um, definitely not going to play the Bills. And they most certainly definitely are not going to be playing the fucking Jets. So would love to go on a rampage all day about the New York Jets and how they won't have any success. And then watch them win 10 fucking games this year and be in the AFC Championship game only to lose. So stay quiet about that. Uh, everybody else, hope you guys had a great Labor Day weekend. I hope you guys had a great holiday. It was safe. hope you guys had a great month in my absence. All right. Um, next week, we'll have Nay back. Saturday, we got the recap of what went down in Metallica and got some stories to share, cool geniuses of the week and whatnot as well. Uh, thank you all for listening. Always the 100% participation rate of the NFL touchdown report is back. So we have the fourth season and I, I can't do it without you guys. So once again, thank you. In the meantime, please follow me on the majors of social X, or if you're still calling it Twitter, Deacon and Co show, Deacon and Co show, Instagram, Deacon and Co show at gmail.com. If I said anything in this podcast that offended you, I want you to write to me. But for the rest of y'all, enjoy the rest of game day. But for now, Deacon is out.